Hello and welcome fellow film buffs. I'm Zach Droll, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinephile, also uh, future Santa Claus, Hunter Vanalero. Future Santa Claus? Yeah, future Santa Claus. We are the box office losers. Each and every week we Each and every <laughs> Each and every week, we deep dive into the movie sphere, watch and review any and all films to ever grace your screen or the silver screen. Excuse me. This week, we are talking about Jingle The bell, Night Before. This kicks Christmas off. movies this month. This kicks off the holiday movie month. Hell yeah, dude. We just got finished with October. We did a little bit of November, which was like back to our regularly scheduled programming with a nice little... uh. Here, we're going to try a documentary, see how it goes. I think it, we did okay, but it depends on the documentary, so we'll keep that posted as we go. But yes. uh, now we're doing Christmas, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, like, um, we... I'm we excited, are, we got a good we're, slate. We're, we're pretty much, we're just setting ourselves up, because we, we have ideas on what we want to do for each month. I might, uh, we, we might do something for, for February, we are doing something for April. I think February we're just gonna do one on Valentine's Day and keep it to a regularly scheduled program. But then April, yeah. even though we did miss 420 this year because it was 420 all month, we're probably gonna do stoner movies, maybe? Haven't yes. decided yet. Um, pretty much what we, what we are set up to do is, um, definitely, we, we're gonna have themes for months that, that deserve themes. Like, maybe May it's, we'll do Star Wars. Like, May the 4th be with you. We'll do, like, all Star Wars that month. We'll see. It's like, we got lucky um, this year with Halloween being on a Friday and Christmas being on a Friday. Yeah. We got insanely lucky. But, yes, um, back to the topic at hand. We are talking about the night before. The night before <coughs> is a 2015 American. <laughs> You're just dying uh, in the background, bro. Is <laughs> an American Christmas stoner comedy. Directed by Jonathan Levin. Yeah, John Le John Levine. John Levine, and I'm uh, written by Levine, uh, Evan Goldberg, uh, Kyle Hunter, and Evan Goldberg Harry is uh, Evan Goldberg is Seth Rogen's uh, writing friend. Like they yes. do everything together. And and Ari Shafir. Really? I got. Yeah. Ari Shafir. Oh, it's Ariel Shafir. Ariel Shafir. I was like, Ari oh, Shafir is a comedian. I was like, I didn't think he wrote this movie. <laughs> Ariel Shafir. Uh, the film stars Joseph Gordon-Lovett, uh, Seth Rogen, and Anthony Mackie as three childhood friends who actually who, who annually reunite, sorry, on Christmas Eve in search for the party in New York City. Yo, fucking Anthony Mackie, underrated actor. I fucking love him in this movie. He is so good. I I wonder why haven't they done more movies with the three of them? They, they had such good chemistry. Oh, I I just think it's because Mackie got into Avengers and then he got really popular around this point. This was um. I think the Just same before. year, or the it was either the year before or the year after he got into Civil War. I, I Civil still War, think uh, he, I think I think Mackie needs to do a cool down. I I, I know that now he's going to be the next Captain America, kind of. But like I think he he needs a cool down for, from the adventure stuff and and go back to doing. A film with the three of these guys and just have like one final send off with the That'd three of them. I mean, it doesn't need to be this, it doesn't need to be this style of movie. It can yeah. just be like anything with these guys again because we saw um seth rogan and um just gordon levitt team up uh in 50 50 i've not seen that movie actually that's supposed to be really sad joseph gordon levitt is like a stand-up comedian who get no that's funny people joseph gordon levitt has cancer 
so he has to shave his head, and then he's just like living with cancer, and Seth Rogen's like his best friend. I I I I love this movie though. This was my first time seeing this movie. By the first way. time? Oh, dude! I saw this movie when it came out because I'm a big Seth Rogen fan, and like I liked Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the time because he was in The Dark Knight, and then Mackie. Uh, I didn't really know who Mackie was that much. Like I knew who he was, but I wasn't like, yeah, like big on the Mackie train. This was my my first time ever seeing the night before. I, I wanted to see it when it was originally coming out. Oh, it was good. But of course, I I didn't get the chance to, yeah. and I, I I was thoroughly surprised. Really, I, I, I was I was very happy with this movie. This movie is one of my favorite Christmas movies, just because and I'm a big Seth Rogen guy, like I said before. So anything Seth Rogen, like I love Sausage Party, I love Knocked Up, I love fucking. Um, Super bad. Like, yeah. all of his movies are phenomenal. So I'll watch any and all Seth Rogen movies. Even in, I like the interview a lot, too. Maybe we'll cover that at some point. Oh, like, my gosh. We got to. The interview was great. But um, you, you'll you'll notice by my mid-movie notes that I am uh, I like this movie a lot. So, Oh, same. Uh, do you want to kick us off with the cast? Yeah, so the cast. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Ethan Miller. Seth Rogen is Isaac Greenberg. Anthony Mackie plays Chris Roberts, a football star. Lizzie Kaplan plays Ethan's ex-girlfriend, Diana. Mindy Kaling is Sarah, Diana and Betsy's friend. Betsy is played by Jillian Bell. And then Michael Shannon is Mr. Green. And then we have, um... Oh, God, what's his name? Uh, uh Tracy Morgan as, um... The narrator. Santa. Oh, yeah, Santa, but the narrator. <laughs> That was a good one. Yeah, there's a a fantastic cast. And there's a bunch of people, like Jason Matsukis is in this. He plays one of the bad Santas. Um, Doug Doug Jones, I think is who it is. Doug Jones is also in this. He plays another one of the bad Santas, or Jim Jones. And, like, oh, man, the cast is just so good in this. Miley Cyrus is in it. James Franco is in it. (laughs) I I cannot wait to talk about James Franco part. (laughs) James Franco was fantastic in this. That was so amazing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the budget for this movie was twenty-five to thirty-three million, but the box office only made back fifty-five million. But to be fair, it opened up with uh, competing against um, *Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part 2. so mm. it was a big, you know, contender. I know this isn't on the same vein of like, I mean, this is a stoner comedy, and that's like an, a young adult action drama, but like, it still affected it, of course. Oh, and. We forgot to mention one other person from the cast. I think it was Nathan Fielder from from Nathan for You. Oh yeah, we both have the same note, by the way. I love him. <laughs> he's okay, great. He I, plays I, on the limo driver. I, I'm gonna say this right now. Like, he he's gonna be the the modern day Ray, Ray Romano. Like, <laughs> <overall>. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm not wrong. He he has the voice. He has like just just the deadpan humor. Yeah, he has the styling of it. They just need to give him a sitcom where he plays either an uncle or a dad, and then he's gold. Yes. So yes. Well, he he has his Nathan for you on. Yeah, that's not Comedy a sitcom Central. though. That's uh, like a not like scripted. That's like a um quote unquote reality show, right? Um, uh, more or less. Yeah. Uh yeah, so uh, the notes for us though is very little. This movie has very little notes. But the plot's pretty hefty, and then we got a decent amount of notes that we can talk about. Yeah. So. Uh, the notes, um, on February 10th, 2014, it was announced that Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or just JGL, would reunite in the in the film following 50-50, in which they would co-star on, in which they co-starred. On May 13th, Anthony Mackie joined the cast. Um, D- D- Jonathan Levine directed the 50-50, directed the night before, and directed the night before from his own script. 
Good Universe and Point Grey Pictures produced the film with Sony Columbia, Columbia Pictures uh, as the distributioner. Hell yeah, man! Uh, a fun fact that we had that we read uh, that the that most of the um, script was all improvised for, for the comedy scenes, with the dr- dramatic scenes just put into an outline. You can tell um, with. I wrote down in my notes, I was like, Michael Shannon wasn't given a script. He just shows up, says words, and then, like, the actors try not to react. Because you can see, like, Anthony Mackie almost cracks up in one of the scenes. You can see Joseph Gordon-Levitt almost starts laughing in one of the scenes. Not just with Michael Shannon, but in general. Like, a lot of it is improvised. And they did a couple rough cuts where you can see they pan away from, like, Anthony Mackie's face because he starts laughing into his shoulder. I I love that kind of stuff. Uh, I I love, like... Go hey look his car, <laughs> yeah. And then he, you see in the background, um, like something fly away, and that's supposed to be uh, Mr. Green. Well, no, I know couldn't. No, because they show him because they show him he's smoking. He goes, I guess I finally earned these. Yeah, he earned his he, wings. He grows wings and flies. Yeah. Ah, so good. Yeah, uh, a, do you want to kick us off with the first couple of lines of the uh, plot? So, yeah, let's move on to the plot. So like we said before, there's not a lot of notes, so we'll probably riff more when we get to our mid-movie notes, because yeah. this movie is just oof, so much fun. So in December 2001, Ethan Miller, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, loses his parents in a car accident, a drunk driving accident to be specific. His best friends Isaac Greenberg, played by Seth Rogen, and Chris Roberts, played by Anthony Mackie, resolve to spend every Christmas Eve with him. Learning of the Nutcracker Ball, an exclusive Christmas Eve party, but unable to find it, they continue their collective holidays. But, in 2015, the friends decide to end the tradition. Chris, now a famous football player, and Isaac, now married with a baby on the way, worry that Ethan, a struggling musician working at a hotel, is not ready to uh, for the tradition to end. At work, Ethan steals invitations to the Nutcracker Ball, after being made fun of for being an elf, which was an improvised um, scene, by the way. You can see that uh, Randall Park, who's um, another fantastic actor in this, mm. he's like the office manager or like the hotel yeah. manager. He's like, uh, you can see Joseph Gordon-Levitt start to crack and Randall start to crack when he's like, all right, give me your elf face. And then Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of snickers and then does a face. And he's like, more elfier, happier, sad, stern. Yep. And like, oh, that's just improvised fun and goofiness. Um, I, I, I love I love that about most comedies nowadays. Oh, yeah, because improv- improvisation is the best form of comedy. You yeah. just like you're given a line, but you're like, "Fuck it, I got this one that's better." <laughs> if you guys want to see some bad improv, check out my production channel and see the videos <laughs> with with uh, with with me and Hunter and and our old friends. I wouldn't say they're bad improv. I just you know we had a very 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 loose script. Kessler was the only one who was doing improv, and Kessler's improv was just eh. I I kept breaking. I was the fucking cameraman. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you didn't know what we were going to say. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, he steals the Nutcracker Ball invitations. Before embarking on their last Christmas Eve together, the friends meet at Isaac's house where his pregnant wife, Betsy, played by Jillian Bell, phenomenal, by the way, gives him drugs to take for later. There's a scene um, where Joseph Gordon-Levitt asks uh, Seth Rogen if he's going to drink tonight. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to be on call. He's like, so I want to be level-headed. And then the next scene, his wife gives him drugs, and he just starts going off the fucking wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Following their usual tradition, the friends stop at the Rockefeller tree, where Ethan reveals the tickets to the ball. In an attempt to impress his teammates, Chris purchases marijuana from their former high school dealer, Mr. Green, played by Michael Shannon. Then they embark to um, the Chinese restaurant slash karaoke bar, 
as, and the friends run into Diana, played by Lizzie Kaplan, who recently broke up with Ethan, and her friend Sarah, played by Mindy Kaling, both of whom are attending the Nutcracker Ball because of Mindy Kaling's friend James, which we'll get to. Uh, Isaac, negatively affected by the drugs he took, records a video of phone message confessing that he's terrified of having a baby and calling it a cunt. Uh, Chris's marijuana is... St- oh, marijuana. <laughs> can't God damn I, it. can't believe I said it like that super seriously. Uh, marijuana is stolen by a supposed fan, Alana Glazer, who is uh, from Broad City. Uh, she's a Christmas-hating thief. Uh, so l- let's just let's just unpack those. Let's unpack that huge like Act One and yeah. Act Two paragraph real quick. So I, I'm gonna get to this when we finish, or, or when, mainly when we went to our notes because mm-hmm. I, I mentioned something about the Nutcracker Ball that I I wish they kind of did because yeah. it would have been a little bit funnier in in a sense. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, right yeah, it's I I I liked the build up. I liked them going to the toy store and doing like the piano oh, the stuff thing, yeah it, it's just like the, the, the chemistry these guys have it, 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 it I mean, we know that seth rogan and joseph gordon levitt have chemistry but then you add anthony mackie in. i think anthony mackie is one of the most charismatic actors we have right now he's able to like morph into these groups and just fit perfectly when he's first introduced in winter soldier as falcon he's running around the um the washington monument with cap and he the banter between them is great even though that's mostly scripted and then, like, yeah. Matt Mackie from Adjustment Bureau is fantastic. He plays more of a serious role in that. But, like, Mackie's got some fucking game, dude. You gotta give him more credit. He's got a couple yeah. serious movies that came out this year, like The Banker. And um, he's got one called Synchronic, which is about him as a cop. But, like, he's got some fucking range, dude. Like, I'm, I, I, I want him to do more comedy, in my, in my opinion. I, I, I like him in his roles, but I think comedy is definitely a, a strong spot for him. Because like yeah. he, he 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 has such good timing. Yeah, he's got good timing, especially with all the improv stuff they were doing. Yeah, uh, continuing on with well, with our plot, uh, the friends contact Mister Green again, who meets them at Chris's mom's house, played by uh, Lorraine Toussaint. Toussaint, thank you. I, I was I was gonna say that, but I was like, that doesn't sound right. Um, <clears throat> where the friends have dinner, but also play N sixty four Goldeneye. Hell yeah, can't man. forget that. Because uh, pause the game, pause the game. No, you can't pause the game. Well, if you shoot me, you're cheating. <laughs> you forfeit. <coughs> Chris's mother encourages Ethan to make up with Diana, and Isaac realizes um, he has switched phones with Sarah. Like, okay, they forgot a main point, and that's when Isaac gets the weed from Mister Green. Yeah, Isaac goes to buy the weed this time. And he get and we, we see his daughter as a stripper. Yeah, he's like, pop that no. pee, pop that pee. <laughs> oh, no, stop so it. Good. Um, so good. <clears throat> pardon me, guys. I'm still dealing with my cough from last week. Uh, he realizes he switches phones with Sarah while they're searching for Isaac's phone because he starts getting same- dick pics from someone named James. He's like. Who? Who's James? Like James from the office? And I'm like, oh my god, his dick is huge. He's like, I should start putting last names in this. And then he just like <laughs> starts. Dick he just he just starts sexting James, and he's just like, he's, he's oh, I've never started dick before. But if I'm being honest, I touched a dick when I was in summer camp. He's like, why am I telling all this guy everything? He's just so easy to talk to. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Oh. Uh, that's another thing. I I think 
in all honesty, I think that was actually them texting each other back and forth. Oh, I, I totally believe it. The, um, there is a note that I've left out of here because I didn't think it was that important. But um, the dick pics that were sent were body double nudes, unfortunately. They weren't actually Aww. James Franco's dick. Aww. When I first Darn saw it. the movie back in 2015, I was like, oh my god, is that James Franco's dick? I was like, good for him. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but then we not. see... But, the, but then we see... um. Him in the disaster artist where he has to sock over his dick. Oh well, yep. huh. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry guys. Uh, do you want to continue on while I have this coughing fit? Yeah. So while they search for Isaac's phone, the same thief then steals Chris's <laughs> marijuana again. The friends split up as Chris wants his marijuana back to impress his friends. Isaac wants his phone back to get that video where he called his baby a cunt back, so his wife doesn't divorce him. And then Ethan wants to go to the party, which is, like, you know, the main thing. Chris fails to recover the marijuana, but learns the thief learns from the thief to value his friends. Isaac, hallucinating from a mixture of drugs, meets his wife um, in front of a church after talking to um, the nativity scene. Spencer. <laughs> yeah, Spencer from the nativity scene. And uh, meets up with his wife and his family and vomits during midnight mass, where he pretends, he wakes up, he's like, we didn't do that to you. He's like, do they know I'm Jewish? He's like, yeah, you're wearing the sweater. He's like, oh my god, I didn't do that. Didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And uh, then, so, like, um, um I, yeah. I, I wish they kind of, like, um, didn't, I, I know it's probably a deleted scene, but probably when Isaac gets the phone back. Because, like, he, he left it in the guy's hand the entire oh, he time he was in church. Point, yeah. he, he left it in the nativity scene's hand. He probably grabbed it when he was stumbling away. It was probably just I, not important. Because I, I, I thought he forgot it. Because I was like, wait, he didn't grab the phone at all. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. And so, then uh, I see, oh, wait, he has the phone? I'm like, fuck. Yeah, and then Ethan is beaten by two drunk pub-crawling Santas after defending the spirit of Christmas. That's Matt Sukas and Jones. They're okay, great at this. I'm a third-grade teacher, bitch. I am I am educating this <laughs> the future's youth. <laughs> so if pub-crawling Santas are a thing... We have to do it. You know, that that is a thing. You know that, right? They're called the Santa Pub Crawls. Everyone dresses up as Santa and goes, like, in large groups from bars and just gets drunk as Santa Claus. Okay, well, after the pandemic, we gotta do that. I would love to do one in New York at some point. Well, not you, hell. You be Santa and I be your elf. <laughs> Dude, yes. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. Oh, <coughs> oh I, I got uh, the next... Uh, two. I'll just do two. As I deal with this. Um, meeting back at the subway station, the tensions between the friends, um, explodes as Ethan reveals that he and Isaac now know Chris' sudden success is due to steroids. And Chris reveals that he and Isaac think Ethan is lost. Facts. <clears throat> Despite the revelation, uh, uh, yeah, 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 the revelation, the friends go to Nutcracker Ball, Chris learns... That his teammates did not need the marijuana, and he uh, struggled to that he struggled to obtain, and is mocked for the video uh, that was shot earlier with him and his friends at the karaoke bar, which I thought was awesome. Uh, Isaac retrieves his phone, learning Sarah never um, uh, saw the video of him calling his baby a cunt. Wow, that we <laughs> cool. So I have to make sure that this video is not for kids again. I always mark it as explicit on, uh... Oh, same, anything. same. I, I do that all the time on YouTube, and I'm like, yeah. now I really have to do this. 
Um, Ethan finds Diana and uh, spontaneously proposes to her in front of the entire party with Miley Cyrus. Hell yeah. Um, while she accepts publicly, she declines in private, saying that he only proposed out of fear of losing his friends. Which is facts. So, okay. So For then the most part. Uh, oh yeah. Um, ashamed, Ethan goes to the roof where he finds Mr. Green, who reveals that he is the creator and the host of the Nutcracker Ball. That's fantastic. <laughs> After experiencing a memory of his friends initiating this yearly ritual, Ethan re- rejoins Chris and Isaac, who had been thrown out after an altercation with Chris's teammate. Where uh, Isaac <laughs> crucifies the... <laughs> the Messiah. The, the Messiah. <laughs> so, so um, Ike, so I, I so is, it's at this part of the notes. I was kind of hoping for the, for the person hosting the party to know that three tickets were, were stolen. And for them to end up at a random location outside of everyone else. Oh, that would have been weird. That it, it would have been it would have added a bit more shenanigans to it. Yeah, but then they would have never really got there unless. Dude, I love how um Mr. Green invites them to the party so early on in the movie, and Chris Mackey, Chris Mackey, Anthony Mackey's character, Chris is like, "Nah, I'm good. We already got a party we're going to." He's like, "All right, I'm not that hurt. <laughs> I'm not that hurt." Kind I mean, of, you, you never really. accept to go to a party to a drug dealer's. You know, you never accept a drug dealer's party invitation. But in this case, you should have. <laughs> yeah. I I, so I I thought when they went when they were going to into the freezer, I was like, okay, that's it. It's at that point, someone knows that three tickets are stolen. Now they're just gonna get fucking beat the shit out of them. That would have been interesting, but nah. He also right, stole uh, it from a rich asshole, so it's yeah. all good. All right, hit us out with the last paragraph. So as morning draw, uh, as morning dawns, the friends reconcile just as Isaac receives a message that Betsy is in labor. Uh, rushing to the hospital in Mr. Green's car, they discover it was a false alarm. Mr. Green is revealed to be an angel helping the friends to earn his wings. Isaac shows his wife the video, and she admits that she was also scared about raising their baby daughter. Uh, the trio spend Christmas at Isaac's house, after which Christmas uh, Chris has dinner with his mom. And admits to his steroid use, Ethan then goes to Diana's house where he apologizes for his behavior and not being ready to commit. Admitting that uh, she was missed, that she missed Ethan, Diana also accepts the request um, to finally meet her parents. One year later, the friends and their loved ones spend Christmas together. Isaac's baby can't sleep, so the trio serenade her. It is revealed that the story is told from a book read by Santa, the father of Mr. Green. Hell yeah, dude. I So I, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I... I'm gonna keep on saying that it's it's good beat by beat. It has its down moments. Like I'm not like too Every much of a fan. Has a dull moment. I, I'm not, I'm not too much of a fan of a lot of serious um on underwhelming plot points in my comedies. Mm-hmm. But like this one actually hit more home and it, yeah. it, it made it made it, it made more, a lot more sense in, mm-hmm. in a way versus like every other generic one that we've seen. Yeah, I understand what you're talking about. This is a more like, um, like I want to say depressing story to it, like as as a subtext. It's like that we've all experienced something like this. Yeah, in a way, for sure. So that's why it's more or less a kind of like a, a basic um, plot for everyone to like relate to. Yeah. All right, Hunter. So- uh, 
Let's get on our mid movie notes. notes. Hell yeah, dude. So my first mid movie note is became an orphan. <laughs> when um, yeah. uh, Tracy Morgan is reading, he's like became an orphan. I was like, that is the worst way to rhyme this. Holy shit. <laughs> Ethan became an orphan. Yep. Uh, uh, next mid movie note. You barely see these guys together. Mackie's a great addition to the Seth Rogen universe, which we talked about pri- previously. Yeah. Uh, next note, most of his, this film is improvised, which is awesome. <laughs> next, my favorite n- note, Mackie Cheeks, Smacky Cheeks. <laughs> God damn it, why? Why? Because he sees his little butt, and then it's like, Mackie okay. Cheeks, Smacky Cheeks. It's funny. <laughs> next up, um, best wife ever giving Seth Rogen every single drug in the whole world. <laughs> She just typed in New York on Craigslist, New York City drugs. No, NYC drugs. <laughs> yeah. Next, uh, note, Nathan for a driver. <laughs> I'm going to make I sure saw. that we get his name right, at least. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so it's Nathan Fielder. Yeah, so Nathan for a driver. <laughs> so good. He was he was great in this. And uh, the scene where they he rolled down the window was improvised, and when they rolled it up on him, in the middle of him talking was also improvised. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, I said, I want Smacky Mackey's Xmas sweater. Also, every year I see a Santar sweater, and this year I might pull the trigger and buy it. There's oh, a cool. uh, sweater I saw sometime where it's Santa Claus, but he's buff and his body is at the bottom of a centaur, and I was like, I need to get this. So maybe I, I'll pull I the have, trigger. I, I have my ugly sweaters. Who knows? Maybe we might do a um, a video version. Well, uh, maybe for, for Christmas we might... Yeah, maybe, if we can get together, or maybe next year. We'll see. Well, no, we, we, we can do our over webcam. Oh, yeah, if we, figure, if we uh, can get the lag to stop on our ends. <laughs> well, I, well, yeah, I remember, we can also, like, I can record Skype calls pretty easily. Okay, cool. So, yeah. maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get some ugly sweaters going. All right. All right, so uh, Smacky Mackey's character is trying hard to fit in, and you gotta love the cringe. Every yeah. moment he's talking to, like, his white friends, in quotes, like, his football friends, it's like, dude, just stop. Like, they don't like you. You can just, they don't care. Because <laughs> also, they, they make a mention that he's, like, 34 uh, compared to the other um, Like, players. 20-something. Yeah, so he's, like, just trying to fit in, and it's just not working. Mm. I wrote, uh, Mr. Green is the best character. Ho, ho, here's some drugs. <laughs> yeah. He is one yeah. of the best characters in the, in the movie, if not the best character. Michael Shannon is just such a good actor. I doubt that, or, or at least have ha, Mr. Green be a recurring character in the universe. Oh, oh in the, oh, uh, Seth, the Rogen. Seth Rogen universe? That'd be great. Yeah. Um, It's funny how they, if they chilled with Mr. Green, they would have got to the ball way earlier. Yeah. Next note, Michael Shannon is so good, which I said before. Um, a lot of Michael Shannon notes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I said, I love how a drug dealer can afford to host the biggest Xmas party of the year every he, year. He talks about he, how he does, like, Gatsby style, where it started out small, and then slowly but surely, he brings it up and up and up every year. And it was like, this year we added the train. That's kind of fucking cool, right? <laughs> I, 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 love how, I love how he said, yeah, I, he, he, he liked The Great Gatsby, but, but n- not the book, but the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he, he's a sucker for, for Leo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that—that's really cool on how he just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, I'll, I'll do parties. He saved all the money he gets from the people buying, and boom. 
He, he throws the best party ever. Yeah, man. I, I, if I had the opportunity, I would totally try to throw a baller-ass party. Get Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. and James Franco to show up? That'd be sick. Yeah. Um. Next one, my next note, I don't think Shannon had a script, because I don't think he did. Uh, next note, Lizzie Kaplan is hot, can't tell me otherwise. Cause yeah, she you're is. not wrong. <laughs> she, was, uh, she was in the interview. She was the honeypot, in quotes. That got yes, James Franco yes. to join up in the interview, and I was like, that's funny. She's uh, one of the Seth Rogen buddies. Mm. Uh, Wrecking Ball is a fucking banger. Yeah. Uh, next note, remember when people wanted Mindy Kaling to be a movie star? I personally, like Min- I personally like Mindy Kaling. I'm just being a dick here. But, like, they did try to push her into, like, every single movie that was coming out in, like, in that time. Because of her show, uh, The Mindy Project, was so popular. But then, like, she just didn't hit with audiences, and now she only shows up in movies that, like, she writes, which I think is still cool. But, yeah. like, I thought that note would be fun and mean, so. Well, she's never coming on the podcast. <laughs> I just said I liked her. It's going to be this funny. one quote. It's one fucking quote. <laughs> <laughs> Taking um, out of context. Yeah, I just got to do cocaine to straighten me out. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> That's my he, next note. <laughs> yeah, because he, he he does the fucking cocaine and then whatever dust is on top of the fucking thing. Yeah, and then he also bleeds into the fucking uh, the drink that he gives Sarah, Mindy yeah. Kaling's character, and that's when they lose the phones. And you can see them grab the wrong phone. I'm like, come on. How can you not remember to grab your phone? You put just put it down. Also, none of the none of their phones had cases. I was like, everyone's got a phone case, bro. <laughs> well, no, they, they they had to promote the the iPhone five. I think that was too. Yeah. So like that, that that's like the biggest product placement they they had. Yeah, they kept showing it and kept bringing it up. And also Red Bull and the Sony fucking phone. Well, yeah. Well, that was also funny because of um. The character they had, the football guy who just got like yeah. uh, sponsors, so that was cool. I wrote a uh, broad city lady. She's a dime a dozen. Doesn't she steal his weed? And then she does steal the weed after they have sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next note: He calls the baby a cunt. <laughs> That's like the fifth time we've said we said cunt, man. I know, man. It's fifth such time. a great word. It's such a fantastic word. Um. <laughs> the lo- the scene where they go into um Chris's house and they see the shrine. Joseph Gordon-Levitt just says, "Did, did you die and not tell us?" <laughs> oh, that's such a good line. Um, uh, Jillian Bell is underrated. She's hilarious. She was also oh, yeah, in I, um Bill and Ted this year. Face the music. And she also was in Workaholics. I loved her. In Workaholics. Oh, she's great in Workaholics. Oh, uh, that, that that was my intro to her, and she's so funny. Oh no, I my intro to her was uh, this movie. It was, um, oh god, she had a sitcom. It wasn't the Mick. She had a sitcom where she was teamed up with, I think, Laura Prepon or some. No, no, not Laura Prepon, god. I'll figure out the sitcom later, and I'll let you guys know. Mm. But she had a sitcom on Comedy Central where she was, like, this rich uh, chick who needed to go back to college and, um, like, straighten her life out. It was, it was a comedy. It was fun. Um, the next note is, nobody wants to drink cocaine blood. <laughs> Another great line. <laughs> yeah. Did you, drink, did, you, did you give me cocaine blood? It's so good. Um, the next scene comes from when um, they catch the Broad City chick stealing um, money from the Santas and they confront her. And then she's explaining her whole plan to uh, Chris Mackey. Chris Mackey, goddammit. Uh, Chris, Anthony Mackey's character. And she goes, we have sex? Yas. <laughs> so stupid. So good. <laughs> 
Yeah. Another improvised scene, I assume. Uh, now we're in the party, finally. Uh, I so I love the Seth Franco bromance. It's such a good, just like, honest to god their friendship. friendship. Yeah, their, their, their friendship is so genuine. Yeah, it's so cool. Like, they uh they met on the set of Freaks and Geeks. Yes. And then they just like hit it off, and then they were in like everything together, and it was just like hell yeah, these guys know what's up. And same with Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg was I think one of the writers on um, Freaks and Geek as well, or one of like the assistants, and they all three of them are all buddies. So uh, yeah. Goldberg does the uh, writing while Seth also writes and acts, and then Franco just is in it. Um, next note: Wrecking Ball fucking slaps because it does. I love fucking Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball and Chandelier slap. Okay, so okay, um, for me, I there's like a special c- connection f- for Wrecking Ball for me. So I used to be a streamer on a site called You Now. It was back when a lot of it was for a lot of up and coming YouTubers at the time. You now and and, and and my friends would would watch me on there. My friends from overseas and other places around the United States. And there was a like a like goal that I set when I was streaming. If I got like maybe ten likes, I would sing this fucking song. <laughs> Every ten likes? No, no, just ten likes. I would do it. And then <laughs> there, there was an option to how do you like to do to like for like for like ten coins that you would get from just overall being on the site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would um, you you can get like you you can get like ten likes. Yeah, mm-hmm. an in instant ten likes. So someone, my one friend, would always do that every single fucking time. <laughs> so I would sing that song a lot. So that song is been embedded in my brain. With those memories. <laughs> fucking love that song. It's it's such a stupid fun song. I remember watching the music video and I was like, oh she's naked. Oh this song slaps. <laughs> It's like WAP. I unironically love WAP. Oh god! It is a good. It is a good song. You cannot tell me it's not a good song. I haven't listened to it in its entirety. All I know is the memes. Oh my god! I'm gonna send you one that <laughs> came out yesterday. This guy, this guy on YouTube named Brian Bread or Ryan Bread. He um, I'll find out later and maybe post it somewhere. He uh made a version of WAP that's if it was sung during a dramatic High School Musical scene, and it is. It's really good. Fucking damn it. I love WAP, unironically. Um, next note, I am up to my final three. Next note, I never really noticed how similar the Franco's voices sound. Both of them sound exactly the same. It's ridiculous. Not, not really. It's not exactly more. the same, but like there is a very, very close similarity in their voices. Yeah. Between him and Dave. Dave and James. It's crazy, dude. Uh... Next one. This is a fucking good movie. This is a good fucking movie. movie it so is. Good. And then final note, which is a fun fact. I said Joseph Gordon-Levitt can actually sing. He's uh, got a bunch of albums out on Spotify and stuff. Like he's a, he can like legitimately sing. Him um, and um, what's his face, Jamie Fox can actually sing. It's crazy. Jeremy Renner too. He sings too. So now my notes. Hell yeah, dude. Which like uh, a lot of our notes are the same. Yeah, but a lot of we, we chose different same. things to talk about at the same point too. Um, I love how this movie is just everything I want to do with my friends on Christmas. Hell Legitimately, yeah, I, I want to do ball crawl, bar crawling. I want to do all the random shit that that happens. Um, bathroom sex, nice. Just bathroom sex. Yep, nice. 
<coughs> Joseph Gordon Lovett is such a nice guy. I would love to like, either go to a party with him, sit down and drink with him, just talk for an hour. He seems like a very good person to actually mm-hmm. ch- ch- chat with. Yeah, he's pretty genuine. Nathan Fielder, Nathan Fielder as a limo driver. Nathan for you. <laughs> the fucking shrine to her own son. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, Seth Rogen having his drug rage is the best is the best role for him. Yeah. Uh, the drug nightmare of of his daughter being a stripper is God tier. Says gift tier, but God tier. <laughs> it's gift tier. <laughs> um, this is legit like the th- uh, the modern day Three Musketeers, but with acid. Yeah, it's basically Three Musketeers on drugs. Uh, they work so well together. Why haven't they done more? They're all busy. Uh, Anthony Mackie's in the Avengers. Seth Rogen is doing Seth Rogen stuff, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt sings more. The dick pics. The dick pics. It was so funny. He's like, whoa. <laughs> G- huh? And then, you never suck the dick, but tonight you're gonna. <laughs> That's a great one. She home alone me. <laughs> Another great line. Um, this is when they were... Um, Holding hands and driving. <laughs> just speeding through the city. Yeah. It's just, Nathan Fielder is just amazing. Um, the, the, the fucking slide. <coughs> oh, when they, um, when they take the, the, uh, the sleigh with the horses and yeah. it fucking breaks instantly. <laughs> Goes flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, parentheses, before midnight mass scene. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> Santa pub, uh, Santa uh, pub crawl. We have to see if this is a legitimate thing, which is we now know it's a legitimate thing. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm a third grade teacher. I shape the nation's youth. I shape the nation's youth! I love Jason. <laughs> During the midnight mass scene, the talking baby and the puke. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and it was James Franco's fucking phone number. <laughs> yeah. I like how they just called him James. I was kind of hoping for it to be just James Franco in general. But it's just James. Okay, Lola, how about your dump bark? I... It's alright. Yeah, guys, I was hoping for for that to be, like, literally James Franco playing himself. Which it kind of was. Kind of wasn't. What was Sorry, I was letting the dog out. Uh, no, I was saying, like, I imagine if they just kept him as James Franco and not just James... Well, no, they didn't want to reveal who it was. Well, no, well, no, no, as in, like, when they meet him. In, oh, they in, just in kept general. calling him James Franco? Yeah. So just him James. <laughs> um, was kind of hoping they would end up at the wrong party, or they would, or someone would know at least the tickets were stolen. For at least add more hijinks and shenanigans into it. Nah. Um, Miley Cyrus being the voice of reason. Yeah. Forgot, um, forgot JGL could sing. Yep. Everyone does, he, and then he does um, it. And this like, was th- this is when you know, he posed. Ethan fucked up, but you gotta feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then said, "We need a third man hunter to do something like this." <laughs> N- not we'll a fan of the seri- <laughs> not a fan of the serious tones in movies, but this one kind of hits differently. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about this film is that you can you can see the true friendship they have while filming. Yeah, this is like a good time, man. I, this is stuff that I would like to. I would like to do a comedy that is bullet points, then improvise. Mm-hmm. Just have fun. 
but like yeah, th that shit's hard to do. Yeah, it's annoying. But uh, because improv it, it comes in waves, bro. Like you can't just make like I know I understand it's like you make it up, but like sometimes you just gotta have a script and then you just break the script when you're in the middle of saying stuff, you know? Yeah. You're just talking and you go, nah, fuck it, whatever. Now, but, on to yeah. the reviews. On to the reviews. So, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, this film has an approval rating of only 68% based on 155 reviews and an average rating of 5.94 out of 10. The site's critical consensus reads, The Night Before provokes enough belly laughs to qualify as a worthwhile addition to the list of Christmas comedies worth revisiting, even if it isn't quite as consistent as the classics, like uh, Vacation or something. Yeah. Because uh, I gave it just a, a .5 higher than you. I'll read the good review. Uh, this is from Tim Bernan of About Boulder. 4 to 5. The night before is not only a celebration of how we learn on the, on how we mm. lean on those folks, uh, uh, practically around the holidays, but it's also ridiculously ridiculous and filthy fun. Hell yeah, it is. And uh, since <laughs> technically I gave it the bad review, I'll read the bad one. So, this one is by Jeffrey uh, McNabb from Independent UK, another Independent UK guy who gave the movie a bad review. I don't think the UK people like American movies. So oh, you think? You know. So, uh, The Night Before pretends to be an anti-Christmas Christmas film, but for all the bad behavior of its three male leads, ends up just as a gloopy and manipulative as any other seasonal movie released this year, which he reviewed that back in uh, 2015. Um, how, I don't see this as an anti-Christmas Christmas film. I, I don't know what he means by that either. I don't, I don't see it as an anti-Christmas film, but I can understand is... where he's coming from to a point. This is legit, like, like we, uh, a lot of, like, good, a lot of good Christmas movies, which we will get into them, we have a lot set up. Mm -hmm. Um, I, a lot of, like, a lot of Christmas movies nowadays, or even back then, are cult classics. I, I can see this somewhere down the line in the next, like, well, sure, it's been five years since its release, but I see a little bit more down the line that, that this could be a cold classic somewhere. I already love this movie. I, now that I rewatch it again this year, I'll probably add it to my list of Christmas movies I watch every year. I forgot how this, good this movie was, at least this, to me. This was my first time seeing it, and I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I love this film um, beat by beat, w w with my exceptions of the drama elements. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's it's really good. It, it, it definitely, even, like, for five five years ago, the, the world was different and how it perceived things. And and, and this film aged well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's only the game in 2015. So. I know, but I was saying, like, uh, like, five years is still, like, the world has, like, a lot of the PC culture, like, definitely changed, like, a, a, around this time. Mm -hmm. Plus, this is the and, only modern day Christmas movie we have on here. Uh, is it? Yeah, everything else is a classic. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But um, though, like I, I gave this. Uh, I, I guess I'll. I'll do you want me to read, read my rating first? And then yeah, yours? read yours first. I gave this an eight point five. Seth Rogen drug fueled rants out of ten. Hell yeah, dude! That was one of the best scenes too. It was so funny. I was like, I, I have to make this the <laughs> one. <laughs> and then I gave mine eight smacky macky cheeks out of ten. <laughs> is that gonna, is that gonna be like the the, the drug fueled rant or? 8.5 Nathan Fielders as a limo driver out of 10. I didn't know what I... Because you kind of stole mine. I was going to call mine like 8 
times uh, Seth Rogen called his baby a cunt out of ten, but you kind of you know took the general gist of that. So I was like, I keep calling. I, I talked about Anthony Mackie's cheeks, so I'll talk about Smacky Mackie again. <laughs> like, um, I think overall though, like this this film could definitely hold its own around this time. I think if if this was given another chance, like even if it was given like a second release for like a five year anniversary in theaters. Mm-hmm. I definitely do think it would get another, it, it, it would get a, a decent following. Oh yeah, no, this is good. Like, I really hope that we do get to see another, like, Christmas movie from Seth Rogen at some point. Even yeah. if it's not this again. Or not in the same world. Like, the, the story's wrapped up. We don't need to see this again. Unless it's like a ten years later reunion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because it'd be cool to see, like, Seth Rogen's daughter grown up. It'd be cool to see if, like, Lizzie Kaplan and Ethan are still together and if they have a kid. It'd be cool to see if Chris ends up with anybody or what he does when he retires from football because he'll be, like, 44. You know what I mean? Mm. So it'd be cool to see, like, where they are a couple years later. All right, Hunter, um, hit us up with that outro. So thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and Twitter at Box Losers for up-to-date news and some posts. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. But before we leave, Zachary, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me literally everywhere at Dark Shadows Ake. Uh, when I say everywhere, I do mean everywhere. Uh, I'm also a contributor for the Sports Hit List. I will be recording our Mount Rushmore episode today for nice. that gets released on Fridays. And also, I'll be um, in my episode for AEW for them will be released tomorrow, so give that a listen as well. Hell yeah, I'll definitely um, Hunter, person. where can they find you? You can find me on 90% of the social medias at Scruffy Moose Man, and you can also find me on Letterboxd at Hunter Van Lyrup or Hunter underscore Van Lyrup or Scruffy Moose Man. It's hard to figure out what my Letterboxd is because I forget what I le- registered as. But you can follow me there where I talk movies. Or I-, I watch a bunch of movies. I think I'm up to 22020 movies this year. I watched over 220-something. I was going to like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I cheat a little bit. I count, like, Christmas specials, or I'll count, like, an anime OVA that's on there. That's more than 30 yeah. minutes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I cheese it a little bit, but most of them are actual, genuine feature-length films that I watched. And I go up to 220-something. I think I'm going to cap myself off at 230, but we'll see where I go. So, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, another side note, too, since we, we got our Spotify wrap from this year... Uh, we do appreciate our listeners from three countries. Hell yeah, man. Three different countries besides yeah. the U.S. That's cool. That's that's dope. And also, um, guys, because it's our Christmas time, we do have a bonus episode planned. So yeah. get ready for that. Christmas, Christmas time is here. And then the best Christmas movie we're saving for our final week of Christmas, which is yes. December 25th, which we will not spoil. But if you know us personally, you'll know what movie it is because, yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, comment, subscribe. Do anything you can to share this around with your buddies, and have a nice day. Ho, ho, ho. Merry fucking Christmas. (laughs) Peace. Peace.